there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. It's a grand entrance. She's coming on the screen right now. Look at her go. There she is. It's Kimmy on the screen. I wish I had confetti. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, campers. My name is Kimmy, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Alluring, our folklore podcast, where we tell you the history and legends of different cryptids and folklore and all, and sometimes fairy tales. Who knows what it's going to be? Depends on From the all movie. around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, let, let's start this. I, Ryan, what did, what did you find? Oh, so alluring this week. I had a really hard time narrowing it down this week. Um, so... I'm going to do one super duper quick because one person in our audience cares about it. Uh, football's back. All right. That is all I will say about it. Um, I always forget you're such a sports person. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> nobody cares, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, wrong target audience. My yeah. Real. Uh, so I went to, I went on a little mini vacation last week for a friend's wedding. And we went to a town called Sylvain, California. And um, it was like a Dutch town, and it was so badass. <laughs> they had so like, cute. yeah, I sent Kimmy some pictures. They had like little windmills, and they had like little bakeries and like sausage making things. They had a, uh, I'm gonna put, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Hans, Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, Hans Christian. I knew it was Hans Christian. I couldn't remember. <laughs> they had a whole museum for him, and uh, it was just such a cute little town. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so many bagels, not bagels, uh, pretzels, and they have these little, man, I can't think of what they're called. They look like donuts, but they're like circular, um, and then they put like powdered sugar on it and yeah. gel. And I call them so happiness, cool. but you know, like. <laughs> they have a real name, but I don't remember what it was because it was not English. Um, man, it looked adorable. When you sent pictures, it was so funny because Ryan sent me pictures, and mm-hmm. my first message to him was, that's so cool. You should send some marketing photos. And immediately he sent me a picture of him with an alluring hat. <laughs> oh, this hat that I'm wearing right now. He was like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cute. It looked just, I want to go there. It looked just like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Like Bell's yeah, Village. Just like, 
in the summertime, like the towns open like normal, but in the winter time, they like close the main street. So it's like open to like walking Aww. instead of like cars everywhere. And it's all Christmassy. Like it's supposed to be very fun in the winter. So Aww. I'd like to go back when it's winter instead of summer. Oh, that sounds so cute. I. Yeah. I fell in love with it. I'm such a like small house in the forest girl. <laughs> yeah. like, that looks so adorable. <laughs> it was a super fun town. Oh um, man. And we only we were only there for a day because we were like uh. driving home from a wedding and we're like, oh let's stop here. And it was super fun. But uh, um, yeah, you gotta go back now. Thing, um, the nun two came out this weekend. <laughs> So it's been a it's been a good week. <laughs> you got some horror, you got some fairy tales, you got some sports. We got all, we got the trifecta this week, honestly. <laughs> Ryan's holy trinity is horror yeah. movies, quaint towns, and sports. <laughs> yep. You nailed it actually. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did you find alluring this thing? Man, again, I have I have so many alluring things, but it's going to be great because we got to pre-record a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, main one, um, Potter parties next week, Hell this yeah. upcoming weekend. So there's a lot of chaos in my house right now, which is quite lovely. <laughs> yeah, oh, I believe it. I've like I don't realize how much I make for it until like everything's out, and I was like, have I over? promised myself and it's really cute because like Edgar helps me with it and I was like you know I told myself this won't be me for our wedding but this may be exactly what yeah I'm not gonna plan every single minute detail like down to the <laughs> and then here I am I'm like you know if I add my mermaid statues <laughs> into the bathroom it can all be the yeah. mermaid bathroom from Hogwarts exactly <laughs> And Erica's like, I forgot you had these. I'm like, I did too, but look at where we are right now. <laughs> Just because I'm organized doesn't mean I remember what I have. And that's something I really need to make clear to people. Because people will see my buckets of like holiday decorations all labeled and organized. Yeah. And they're like, wow, you must know where everything is. I'm like, no. <laughs> no idea. Um, and then the other thing is Boulder Gate is still <laughs> consuming my life. <laughs> and Ryan... Ryan's I have not had a moment of peace since downloading Boulder. I go to work, I think about Baldur's Gate all day. I come home, I play Baldur's Gate till about midnight. Wake up at 6 a.m., go to work, think about it. <laughs> Nothing. That's all I've done is Baldur's Gate, work, and podcast. That's it. That's, that's your other holy trinity. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Ryan's life this is what he does and this is what brings him joy and he just has to balance between the two <laughs> yeah he's fine no it's it's so good I I'm not far in it but I have swooned over Shadowheart and I'm not even done with chapter one so I'm proud of that uh I also want to swoon Gail I may just want to swoon the vampire dude just to do it mm, easy as well um <laughs> Those, those two, you can do whatever you want. You can, you can spit on them, and they're like, all right, well. They're like, that's it, Shadowheart, you got to put a lot of effort into. Yeah, maybe that's why I want her so bad. I was mm -hmm. like, you're I the think, one. I think that's it, yeah. I was like, I want I want to I want to work for it. 
And when, like, when you hit on her, she goes, you know, and you're like, hmm. Like, hmm. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I we we had right before we started recording, we were talking about Boulder's Gate for quite quite a long time. And I came to the realization that as much as I'm a red flag advocate, I'm not for a starian, which is quite ironic. <laughs> I can't. This is a super tiny, minor, itty bitty spoiler. Um, if anybody cares, um, did he bite you already? Yes, I let him. Yeah, that was you. No, <laughs> I, I in my first playthrough, I killed him when he did that. Oh my <laughs> I woke up and I stabbed him. <laughs> like, don't bite me, bitch. Like, I didn't realize he was important to the story, so. Oh. <laughs> You're like I may have messed up. Yeah, but I've restarted. I, th- I'm on like my fourth playthrough. I haven't ever finished the game, but I keep restarting because I'm like, oh man, like I should have made different choices, and I'm bored of my character now. But on my current <laughs> one is the furthest I've made it. Each time you get further, I yeah. think I let him, but I think I just watched way too much Twilight, where I'm like, he's probably just weak, and I'm super charismatic, so I can get him to stop. So like, I was like, whatever. Stop that man! I was like. <laughs> I was there, I was like, if you bite me, will you be fine? And he's like, yeah, like, I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'll kill you if you do something, you know? And yeah. so I wasn't worried. And then the, it was great because the next battle, he had, like, bonuses to him. Yeah. Like, he I was extra happy or whatever because he had He bit blood. me, and then I left him in camp the second time. Then I left him in camp and let that power go away. <laughs> I was like, screw this guy, I don't like him. <laughs> The only time I use him is I'm like, oh, man, this is a really hard lock to pick. All right. And then I go to camp, pick him up, come back, lock, <laughs> lock, bring him back, drop him off. And then... I, I did learn the hard way that um, I accidentally left him separate from the party at one point because I like to have him go assassinate. So he yeah. was like trapped in like the Underdark while I was like at the dungeon about to battle the bad guy. And I was like, where's my assassin? And he's just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and like yeah. it was a whole process because I had to get the boat back, but didn't want the oh, people no. to die. I was like, I, I fucked up. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, speaking of of being Just alone bad. in the forest, <laughs> no, oh yeah, that works. That's good because that's I left them all. <laughs> um, let's get into this week's episode. <laughs> It seems that ye can tell if it's coming or going, because it don't have a face. Or if it does have a face, no one's been able to find it. Ooh. What, that, what, the, what the heck are we talking about? So, it may surprise you guys, this isn't a Boulder's Gate podcast, it's a folklore <laughs> one. And- <laughs> so, for this week's topic, when roaming through the thick woodlands of North America at night, make sure to keep an eye out, not for bears, cougars, or wolves, for something much more deadly. Some say I'm there's gonna, a vicious... I'm going to interrupt so early, but also keep an eye out for bears, cougars, and wolves. <laughs> but also keep an eye out for On them. top of this, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Ryan's here to make sure we don't <laughs> have any legal problems from what <laughs> like... I say. Keep an eye out for this thing, but also maybe keep an eye out for bears too. <laughs> one eye for the bears and one eye for the creature we're going to talk about. A lot of 
movement separate from the eyeballs, you know? Anyway, sorry to, sorry to interrupt five seconds into there. It's okay. You got to save our house legal-wise, so I respect it. Uh, some say there's a vicious cryptid that loves to hunt humans down who roam the woodlands. And the worst part? It's so good at hunting its prey, when one realizes it, they are hunting them, it will be too late. Oh my goodness. So this week, we will be talking about the deadly hide behinds uh, for all of our beautiful, amazing, fantastic, all those buzzword listeners. Uh, if you want to see the illustration, you can head over to our Instagram or you can head over to our website, alluring.com, or you can watch us on YouTube. And there it is. I am quite proud of it. I love doing the little whiskey hide behind bottle drink. I think it is quite delightful oh, and looks delicious. I feel like it would have a nice smoky taste mm-hmm. to it too. So these cryptids have been a spooky part of American folklore since the early 19th century during the lumber boom in North America. To this day, people still say that these deadly hide-and-seek champions are known to snatch up unsuspecting campers in the woodland and are responsible for a number of missing 411 cases. Oh. So what are the origins to the hide-behinds? Oral legends of these mysterious cryptids started popping up in the logging communities across North America, specifically the northern United States during the early 19th century, such as Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan, and were known to be the primary source of these oral legends at the time. So, a few years later, the first written account of these creatures could be found in Henry H. Tyrone, 1939 book, Fearsome Critters. So, in this book, he dives deep into the reports about these creatures' aggressive behavior and how it was one of the most unsettling legends told amongst lumberjacks in the lodging communities at the time. Now, this doesn't explain too much how the hide behinds came to be or how they were made, and for that, I have one theory, which means we're going to be talking about some of my personal favorite folklore, which is Slavic folklore. So... Again, this was one this is one of those topics where I didn't feel I could find anything, but like once I put my thinking cap on <laughs> or my tinfoil cap, because <laughs> that's trending right now, um, I was able to connect some dots and have some theories to it. So okay. one of the theories is that the hide behinds are actually corrupt leshies. Oh. So the leshy, which we talked about in episode 26, the giant leshy mushroom. Um, if you want to pause, you can go listen to it now to learn all about them. But I still love that title. <laughs> you know how many sexual innuendos are in our titles that I Say look back? Yeah. <laughs> it's like sexual innuendo, Harry Potter, or pun. It's like one of those three. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, anyway, listen if you want to learn about the Leshy's giant mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> so, um, without getting too much into it, because we did a whole episode deep dive about them, all one needs to know is that this creature is a spirit that protects the forest, enjoys drinking, gambling, and protects the spirits and plants of the woodlands. So, one thing about the Leshy is that they always move from one forest to another. And there are theories that some of them traveled even as far as the Canadian and American woodlands. Now, 
Leshies can get violent with people who mistreat the forest or have ill intents of those who reside in it, but overall they are pretty friendly. So the question is, how come the hidebehinds are so much more malicious? Well, one theory is that the Leshies made home in Americans' woodlands during the launching bomb that went mad. So they saw all the trees being torn down left and right and animals fleeing constantly. What was once a lush woodland quickly started to become barren and they became full of rage. So they evolved into something more malicious and went out of their way to seek vengeance on everyone who entered the forest, leading them to evolve from the more playful protective forest spirit to the vicious hide behinds. So, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so like to me, it's just like they came here and they were like being themselves, but yeah. with the loud. Lo- I keep saying it weird. Logging. 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 Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like logs. I keep saying like lounging. That's <laughs> basically Lord of the Rings, right? Like, yeah. They that- attack Sauron because he's cutting down all the forests and they're like all right time to stop being little <laughs> passive tree boys lord of the rings leshy and high behinds are all the same apparently <laughs> it's just it's it's the other holy trinity <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole episode is just different trinities we can find in folklore <laughs> But yeah, so that's one of my theories, and this could be an explanation for how they found their way to North America woodlands, but there is also the possibility that these creatures have always lurked in the forest as loggers have made their way and cut down the trees. These creatures simply became more territorial and attacked those who invaded their homes. So though it is hard to pinpoint exactly how these creatures came to be, we do know they are still discussed to this very day. So, in recent years, the Grand Haven Tribune from Michigan has reported eyewitness accounts of these creatures both in 2000 and 2007. The creatures have also found itself making headlines in the early 20th century newspapers and magazines. Uh, To this day, many believe the hide-behinds are responsible for why so many early colony lodgers disappeared in the forest and why campers still go missing to this very day. The forest is a mysterious place... And cautionary tales like these are still used to remind people of the danger when exploring the great outdoors and how anyone or creature could be lurking in the corners. Are you just, like, going through the slideshow? No, they got put out of order. Yeah, I was like... This one and this one, so I was trying to find the one you were talking about, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, the illustration of, like, the two guys. Yeah. Like, black and white. Yeah. (laughs) Indie podcast, baby. (laughs) Man, I can edit it in post, I guess. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. (laughs) We'll just go with it. We'll be fine. Um, So, now shifting to the word meaning. So, these cryptids are called hide-behinds due to their airy hunting tactics. They lurk behind the trees in the forest and will stealthily stalk their prey by easily blending into the environment. They are commonly known to stretch out their limbs and suck in their stomachs so much they can even hide behind a long, thin tree. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have any nicknames. They're just the hide behinds. And I do want to point out how refreshing it is that the last few cryptids we've talked about haven't just been like the state name and the animal they look like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the North, so nice. uh... 
the North Dakota hide behind. Or yeah. Like or like the North Dakota stick. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we could have had the North Dakota stick man. The hide behind sounds a lot scarier. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, um, I can't remember if I talk more about it because it's been a minute since I looked over these notes. But um, that book we were talking about even in the last episode of the Squonk, The Fearsome Critters. I love it because the creatures don't just have, like, the state name and an animal they look like. Like, yeah. it, it's a little bit more flavor to it, and it makes it more refreshing. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I got. Again, this is a little bit of, like, kind of like a shorter episode, I guess. <laughs> but I love these creatures, yeah. so I yeah, really... can all be two hours, you know? I know. It's... It's either like I'm barely hitting the mark or I'm really having to cut down. There's like, yeah. I haven't quite found the perfect fairy tale where it's just the perfect amount, you know. <laughs> but anyway. All right. But great news is now you get to listen to me talk because um, I got some stories for you. Um, all right. This first one is a poem, which is The Hide Behind by Greg Milhorn. Listen, no one knew for sure what was screaming that night, the hide-behind or its prey that was out there, out of sight. Now, in the darkest forest where wild things do grow, in a scary, hairy creature by the black water... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was my Bulbasaur. The hide-behind was behind your bottle. (laughs) My Bulbasaur and my computer fell I'm so sorry. That was a good timing, but it was so sorry. <laughs> Many hunters did seek it. The foolish brave had tried to find and then capture, but most of them had died. Some still tried to lure it, but they became the bait. Now many more are missing. Only God knows their fate. That would have been spookier then... if I didn't totally interrupt it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the... Uh... It was the hide behind. And there's one behind Ryan right now. <laughs> so you can't see it because it's so dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, oh, shoot. I didn't make this video. That's okay. Um, it's like a part of it. So I kind of wrote like a little description of what's happening. So if you want to read it and then you want to just watch that clip. Yeah. Okay. This one was one that I want. Okay. Let me see. This is like the thing yeah, is. Actually, I can do this. While like Ryan's doing that, I have <laughs> such a hard time sometimes fighting sightings for no, like cryptid good. encounters and stuff. Like, yeah. I'll like scroll through Reddit for hours. <laughs> and it's tricky. Sometimes I just can't find stuff. And. A lot of times when I find a sighting of a creature, it's just someone that's referenced that as the possibility of it being that creature so many times. Yeah. So, so, I, yeah, this one's a bit of a stretch. Um, <laughs> so, it's like, it is clear. I don't trust yeah. it. <laughs> like, hmm. if you look at this picture that's next to me, there's like a tiny white stick that like kind of like leans on the tree and there's it's saying that like there's a little thing moving but it could be anything do you see the hand 
It's a hand. Yes, you can. You can see it clearly. It could be a raccoon. Raccoons have thumbs, Kimmy. Ryan, look at that video from 30 to 35. That looked like a creepy, sticky hand. That was like Jack's skeleton creeping up on his ass. I don't know about that one. Ryan, I, I'm sorry. You have to give that some... This dude doesn't even do scary stuff like this for his promotion. He literally does, like, light testing. Hmm. He... Yeah, really... I don't know. It kind of... It's like something reaches around and kind of is in. Read anyway, it. we'll Read post the, the video in the Discord. I'm going to post so it now so that anybody watching this live can... Uh, where should I put it? I'm gonna put it in. You have you have to read that little description I wrote. Okay, for I'll all read. Our, our I put it in the alluring memes channel because clearly this is fake. <laughs> From the live. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so what Kimmy wants is uh, so. The video that I watched was um, by Mr. Fender76 doing a light test on some of some stock reverse lights in the woods at night. And he takes a video and there's an arm that kind of like reaches around and like. <sighs> and once the light was flashed on, um, and yeah, that's when it like pulled back. Uh, supposedly the user didn't even notice the arm when he posted it back in 2017 and it wasn't until months after posting that he noticed the video Ryan you're so exhausting with I could I, I'm showing you I'm showing you proof. irrefutable proof <laughs> you're like no, I will say it, it's a good video but I mean it's a hand. It could be. <laughs> Ryan, you gotta really take the man's word for it. You what, know? What's that? Apparent? There's like a Unsolved. Have you seen yeah. Un BuzzFeed Unsolved? Oh, yeah. I can't remember their names at this very moment in time. I think it's like Shane or something. Yeah. The man um, who dances on the goat man's bridge. He's that is hero. you. I mm -hmm. swear that is our dynamic. On your bridge, goat man. Because there was one episode I watched where they were in a haunted house. And the you other dude was holding it. a bottle of holy water, which would be me. <laughs> and then there was like a flashlight that moved by itself and he was like oh it's just gravity and his friend's like what are you talking about so i'm convinced you could see bigfoot could walk up to you slap you across the face and you can get it on a high quality camera and you would still be like nah it was a homeless man i am convinced <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I'm gonna need. I'm. Gonna, I just need something better. I will say. What do you props need? Props to this person for having a camera that was more than 240 pixels. Um, especially since he was doing a light test for his uh, camera. Um, yeah. It was. It was spooky. It was spooky. Almost as spooky as the short film that I'm gonna talk about later. That was also fictional. Um, <laughs> nice thing about ryan really bringing it back to reality is i don't get as scared about this stuff mm -hmm. i feel like i'm more arguing why it could be real and then i realize it may be a little ridiculous <laughs> i'm just saying they're called um hide behinds that was in front of him Kim, so 
Just saying. Just saying. I like that you said it could have been a raccoon hand, and it's so <laughs> it large. Could have been a raccoon. That's a large-ass raccoon. Mean, I have seen raccoons the size of Great Danes. They are. They get beefy. Don't you have a raccoon tattoo? I do. I love them, but they're they're they can be terrifying. <laughs> they get big. Oh, Anybody. Man listening who lives in an area with raccoons can vouch for me those things i don't maybe great danes will uh, but they get big if they get if they find a good source of food game over man (laughs) that's the real hide behinds are actually honestly (laughs) just a rabid raccoon all right, we gotta we gotta Sorry. keep moving on. Yeah, I got I got a, I got another story here called, called "The Hide Behind." If you couldn't have guessed it, by Amanda DeGrassi. Did you ever watch DeGrassi, the TV show? Um, listen, I I grew up with video games, yeah, so I missed. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Ever hear of the hide behind? I have. And I'm lucky to be able to tell the tale about my crazy encounter I had one day while I was out in the woods. It was a warm summer morning when I decided that I needed a little fresh air and adventure. And had just left my incredibly stressful job of six years as a case manager for the elderly. I packed my bags, broke my lease, broke up with my bum boyfriend, and moved back home with my parents. Girl boss in it. It was a huge step for me as I had been out of my parents' house since I was 18. They lived in a really cute part of Maine that was basically in the middle of nowhere. It was perfect and exactly where I needed to be to figure out my future. I packed my backpack, got in my Jeep, and headed for a local hiking trail. The morning was young and full of potential. I arrived at my destination, grabbed my gear, my map, and headed out. I have never really been a fan of hiking or nature, to be totally honest, but I needed a change. The trail is beautiful, and there was so much to see and explore due to being so captivated by nature's beauty, the day had gotten away from me, and before I knew it, it was about four in the afternoon. I put my phone in airplane mode so I wouldn't be bothered while I took photos and wrote in my journal. I was only seeking peace and quiet. I needed to be alone, and nothing was going to prevent that from happening. I found a waterfall and a quiet little spring where I decided to go for a dip in the water. I felt a little uncomfortable, though, because for some reason it felt like I was being watched. Occasionally, I could hear breathing, not breathing, hear branches snapping (laughs) as if someone or something was walking around the perimeter of the spring. I discovered I was out in nature, though. Oh, sorry, the spring I had discovered. I was out in nature, though, so I could have been, so it could have been anything. I quickly ate my lunch, and that's when I thought something moving behind the trees. I turned to get a better look, but nothing was there. Man, it's like, I don't even go hiking by myself. <laughs> so to go hiking by yourself, turn your phone into airplane mode and be like, I'm a skinny dip. <laughs> yeah. I none of it. I would be so, too stressed for. I mean, to be fair, your phone probably ain't working anyway. You know, I can't. If my phone ain't working, I'm not there alone. <laughs> <laughs> like fair. pro tip one, y'all. <laughs> so they took their phone off airplane mode, but there as I said, there was no service because they were in the middle of nowhere. The weather suddenly changed drastically. 
as if it was going to downpour. There was nobody else around, and I began to get really scared. So I began heading back to my Jeep. At one point, I stopped to catch my breath and take a drink of water. It was then that I heard the trees and bushes rattling. I call out to see if anybody is around, but nobody answered me. I shout a few more times just to be sure, but no response. I have this dreadful feeling as if someone is following me, or at least watching me from a distance. I quicken my pace because something is clearly going on, and although I was almost sprinting down the trail, the sound remained close behind me. Mm, gross. <laughs> the I'm faster sorry. I ran, the faster the sound appears to follow. Nope. Twigs were snapping and bushes were swaying back and forth violently. Mm. The sounds were so thunderous as, a, as if a whole army was following behind me. These sounds were not only frightening, but it seemed to be the only thing I'm able to hear, and they were getting closer. No. I felt like I was going to vomit or pass out from the adrenaline and fear mixing together. If whatever was following me managed to catch me, I don't know what I would have, what would have happened, and it wasn't about to become a gone missing poster in the local police department. I quickened my pace to a full sprint until I reached the end of the trail. I felt like I was flying on cloud nine, but I still wasn't fully safe yet. I hate all of this so much. <laughs> As I began to get into my Jeep, I saw something in the rearview mirror standing the entrance to the trail from where I just emerged. No. It had to be about seven feet tall, covered from head to toe in thick, snarled hair, two large vampire-like teeth stained with blood, and two sinister glowing yellow eyes. Mm -mm. I blinked, and suddenly it was gone. <laughs> Back into the woods. But I wasn't sticking around to find out. I hauled my ass home and told my folks about what occurred during the outing. I was so shaken and upset, but my parents didn't seem surprised as I had expected. They, all, they not only believed me, but they told me a story about these creatures called the hide-behinds. <laughs> Apparently, they're creatures that hide behind trees lurking around the woods, hoping to get in reach of unsuspecting prey. The story claims that if a hide-behind were to catch you, it drags you back to its cave where it eats you while you're still alive. Later that week, I got my photos printed out, and much to my own horror, in every photo you could see the very same pair of yellow eyes that I had seen on the trail entrance the day from my Jeep. It appeared to be hiding behind the trees in every photo. The next day, I got back, got up, packed my bags, and headed back to Boston. The experience assured me that I will never hike in the woods again after my little brush with death. I decided I was going back to school for nursing and start a career in the city. If you ever need direction in your life, I suggest talking to a counselor or a friend because hiking the Maine woods could lead to the end of your future endeavors and a full stomach far more frightening than an unknown career path. Huh. So that was uh, Amanda DeGrassi. Uh, we'll have a link in the show notes to her stuff. Gross. Yeah. I, so I, that's fun. I skimped it. And I was like, ooh, that sounds kind of <laughs> spooky, so I can, like, enjoy the spooks, yeah. and I hate it every second Pepper of Pepper spray would work in that scenario? Probably yeah. not, right? <laughs> I would try. <laughs> I would try a lot of things, right? I would flash a monster for the possibility of an extra three-second run, you know? Like, <laughs> like, if I feel... If I got nothing left in the tank, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't have a weapon, I may toss out a titty just for an extra five. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> it's, it's worked in D&D a lot of the time. Like, I, you don't know. <laughs> like, just enough to throw them off their base. Like, yeah. <laughs> man. Um, um, I guess, um, 
speaking of sorry go ahead i was gonna say i do love how like that's like instead of going to nature to center yourself yeah listen nature can only take you so far campers and if <laughs> be prepared bring your phone um don't don't go by yourself i i get where she was going by herself i get why yeah i mean but i, I was you're prepared you know but she wasn't though that's she was, the thing yeah, she was just chilling <laughs> we, we did we had a big talk about this when we were on the strange yeah. talk radio yeah don't go by yourself if you are tell people where you're going and be prepared mm-hmm. if something happens oh, and okay. i know a place that you can get stuff to be prepared oh. the com, and this is gonna be a quick tiny itsy Itsy, itsy, bitsy, commercial break. You're right back. Oh. <laughs> hey there, campers. Ryan here. Did you know that Kimmy let me talk her into doing another podcast? That's right. Introducing the Creepy Camper Podcast, our once a month pod where Kimmy and I watch a scary movie, her a little more reluctantly than me, and break down the deeper meaning behind it. So come check out the newest Alluring Network show, The Creepy Camper Podcast at Alluring.com or wherever you find your podcasts, and let's get creepy. Let's get back to the show with the radio sound. All right. Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan has too much power having the soundboard. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, well, welcome back, campers. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that little break. It may have been confusing because you heard wolf sounds when our transition sound is radio, but you know what? It's it's fine. <laughs> it, it only bothers me at the end of the day. <laughs> And this is Ryan getting back at me for swooning Shadow Heart so quickly in Boulder's Gate, so I understand. That's fine. Still bitter about it. <laughs> and we will hear the radio sounds for the rest of time because of that. <laughs> so we are now going to talk about the appearance and history of the hide behinds. So, due to this creature's ability to hide in plain sight, there are very few sighting descriptions of what it looks like. Uh, For starters, many describe it as a thin, wraith-like beast standing at about six feet tall. It appears to be somewhat humanoid due to its tall, lanky shape, and it is a bipedal creature, so walks on two legs. Uh, It's covered in a long, thick black fur and has a tail which is recurved, making it look a bit similar to a French sheepdog. So, the fur is so thick, it's almost impossible to distinguish the front and back of the creature. And though it's hard to distinguish any detail features on this creature, some reports say that it has glowing red eyes or glowing yellow ones. Um, They are very long, slender, and they have long, slender, menacing claws similar to a bear's. Um, On top of looking like a horror-bullish beast, it's known to walk in rigid movements. So think of like stop motion 
is I feel the best way to explain it. And it will leap from one place to another so quickly. If you blink, you will miss it. And there's a sheepdog. I was wondering what you were doing. <laughs> I, I see it. Yeah. Like it's, imagine that standing on two legs, creeping on you. <laughs> That's why you'll hear the breathing, actually. It's just yeah. the dog panting. <laughs> it's just hot. <laughs> the hide behind sheepdog. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of cute when you think of it, it more like that. It's not so scary. Until it's know? walking on two legs and has yellow glowing eyes and and it's snacking on your guts yeah that's fair oh but it's still so cute (laughs) if not fred why friend shape you know exactly Uh, so with how horrifying this creature looks it may come as a surprise that this isn't some friendly forest fae so hide behinds are most commonly known for being violent creatures with an eerie ability to hunt down their prey now they love humans and not in the ah how adorable more in the ah how delicious kind of way Mm. these creatures will go out of their way to hunt them down when they come in the forest and they don't just go and murder every human they see they are very selective about their victims well that makes me feel a little better yeah you know that's the thing you may die the most gruesome death ever it's kind of flattering though but they picked you oh my god yeah, you know, me? <laughs> you're like you're gonna murder me. Me? <laughs> no. you, you've seen the people in my party pick me. Yeah, little me. <laughs> the most Gen Z experience they'll have. <laughs> it's like, what made you pick me out of the whole group? <laughs> tell me, like, really, me over Sarah? I need you to tell me why. <laughs> she won't believe this. <laughs> so these creatures lurk in the shadow. And target one person, whether they're in a group or completely by themselves. In a group setting, they can spend days tracking the group down until their victim is either left alone or is at the tail end of the group. Um, Mm. (laughs) That's not good, because I'm usually in the back of my hiking group. (laughs) You're going to be snatched, but they're going to pick you, you know. Good news is you only have to be faster than the slowest person. So I just get a little faster. Or you have to trip up the fastest person. Ooh. That's right. Sur- right sur- survival 101. Pick up the ankles. If you know you're not the fastest person, learn mm-hmm. how to aim for the ankles. Exactly. And you'll be fine. That's sound advice. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse advice 101. Mm-hmm. Um... So they will quickly snatch the person with their hook-like claws and drag them back into the shadows just as quickly. Um, A little gross part, uh, they will gouge out their victim's stomach and intestines as they drag them back to their lair. They will feast on the person's flesh where they will die a slow, horrific death if they haven't already died of fright. Gross. Um, the worst part is that the hide behind is in no rush for its next meal, and that's because it can go up to seven years without eating. So skinny legend. Skinny legend. The mm-hmm. '90s modeling industry would have loved mm-hmm. this one. You know, the hide behind heard about intermittent fasting and said, "Yeah." <laughs> they're like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Well, that's why they're so evil. You don't yeah. eat after so long. You're hungry. Just you get it. some carbs in here. <laughs> It'd be sad. 
Man, I'd be so sad if I couldn't have rice. Like, it would be so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get like that, too. Humans are all protein, you know, there's no carbs. <laughs> I know. And, well, like, another fun fact about their diet is they snack on freshwater birds' intestines as well. So mm. they do get a little variety. Okay. The other white meat. The other white meat. <laughs> people that it consumes apparently maybe it has favoritism when it comes to that it's like ah uh, the ones i can see that shine in the moonlight those are the ones that are extra crispy oh <laughs> uh, man um anyway back to this being so serious and if uh ripping one to shreds wasn't enough to avoid them altogether they have a few abilities up their sleeve. So I got a little handy-dandy list. Uh, do you want to popcorn it? Sure. Want me to go first? Um, yeah, I'll go first. Um, okay. So an eerie call. I don't know if you asked me if you wanted me to go first or if you wanted to. I just matter. assumed. It's your list. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear one of those words, and I just went with it. <laughs> Um, so it's known to produce an unusual sound that sends a shiver down one's spine, um, I wasn't able to find any descriptions other than that, so I don't know. I feel like we can always say Call of Duty Zombie as like a really safe bet for cryptid sounds. I think it's more like R2-D2 scream. <laughs> it's like that, just like a little creepy. <laughs> That's it. That's what the high behind sound like. <laughs> um, they can only be heard in the late hours of the night near camping grounds once the fire is put out um just and leave your fire on just leave it on all night you may deal with smoky the bear but you know yeah. what you gotta you gotta <laughs> pick your demons you down. <laughs> cocaine bear <laughs> it's like one of those uh choose your own adventure games mm -hmm. where it's either smoky the bear appears up or the hide behinds appear up <laughs> that'd be a really funny like dark comedy is Smokey the Bear just hunting down people. <laughs> He's just tired of forest fires, so he just starts murking people who leave their campfires on. What is it? Anyway. We, had, we had Cocaine Bear, Smokey the Bear. <laughs> Time for Smokey the Bear. It's, 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 just, it's played by Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> and Chatty Tatum has to be in it for yeah. some reason. <laughs> it would do so well. <laughs> um, they're... Uh, also, their cry has the ability to make anyone who hears it become fearful and anxious. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all. And they're also super fast. It has super yeah. speed, which makes it almost impossible to catch a glimpse of. Which, so you really think some random guy caught it on video <laughs> while he was testing his lighting? <laughs> Checkmate. I would love nothing more than to take you to a cryptid zoology debate. Nothing more in my life. Did you see the stabilized footage of the Bigfoot video that's been all over TikTok? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask how you felt about that. <laughs> I, have, I have some words about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. This is why we do the bonus episodes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like it's going to be a good 20-minute conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, to future content right <laughs> um the next is it's silent and stealthy so no matter how quickly one turns around to try to catch a glimpse of this creature it always finds a way to lurk back into the shadows crazy um can shapeshift or distort its body with ease due to its skinny build uh, 
seven years, you know. Um, it can easily contour its flexible body behind trees. Flexible? Mm. With a base nice. of 10 inches. Nice. Bushes or even of cambers wandering through the forest. <laughs> the thing to think about, not only is it selective, it only eats every seven years. So it's picking someone. It's really? Yeah, if you get picked, uh, you're a lucky one, honestly. Yeah, so it may be a gruesome death, but you were picked for a reason. <laughs> what a hell of a way to die. <laughs> And the last is psychic abilities. So uses this to feed on the terror and panic of their victims and will use this ability to separate a group so they can go after one. This kind of felt like Slender Manny to me. A little bit. Yeah. But nah, maybe. Like, could yeah. happen. Might be some crossover. Yeah, just tall, creepy, lanky guy in the forest. Yeah. That's a bear. Man, this is. This is all over the place. There, That's the one. That's the right one. So, <laughs> now into some history and events. So, we all have taken a stroll through the forest, but knowing these creatures are just around the corner may make one hesitant to explore. But don't worry. There are two ways to avoid these creatures, and both of them involve getting lit. <laughs> um, first, hide behinds hate fire. So having a bright bonfire at night will keep them at bay. They thrive in the shadows and darkness. So even camping under an open sky and full moon is safer than taking a late night stroll in the dark. Um, if you're a level one spellcaster, you get fireball for free. So. <laughs> Just use that. Well, to most your of mood. you should have it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you are most likely a wizard. Or sorcerer class, and that's yeah. okay. And if you're a monk, as long as you take the elemental um, fist, you get you get it as a cantrip at level six, so you're fine. And there's also like a light orb you can normally get. It's yeah, a, it's a low yeah, magic so. item. Just, you should be good. Go. Just look for we have camp counselor Mothman mm -hmm. by the side of the trails, and he has a little cart, yeah. and it's it's very Zelda vibes when you walk past, mm -hmm. like do 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 do. Do, 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 and then he will pull out his potions. He's got you. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, and the next best way to avoid them, maybe one of Ryan's favorite, is get a bottle of liquor. Uh, they absolutely loathe the smell of liquor and hate the taste of a human who has consumed it. So they so won't. You're fine, listener. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> if you're listening Don't to worry. this podcast, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> You probably honestly that solves that's so easy <laughs> just take a flask with you on your hike you're good to go yeah that's that's all you have to do so you you don't even have to drink it you just have to have the bottle on hand um easy all right I, no longer scared <laughs> you're like that no, i feel nothing <laughs> yeah i had a Merch idea because I wrote these late at night and it says a beer a day keep the hide behinds at bay. <laughs> That's funny. So that may be on it because I was I would... like, <laughs> I was quite proud of that. I was like, I'm so funny, and I wrote it in the notes. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be your biggest supporter, folks. <laughs> uh it's it's the dry responses back that really keep me going in this. <laughs> So now 
your girl was very tired writing these notes, if you can't tell by her making her own jokes in it. And I couldn't think of a good transition for this part. So we're just going to jump into one of my favorite theories, which is manifestation. Um, One theory is that the hide behind is something that was possibly manifested into existence. So during the 19th century in North America, there was a major lodging boom. And we... Logging. Logging. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It's going to be that. We wish there was a lodging boom. We need more houses, but instead we have a logging boom. We can get more houses, just the rich are going to buy and rent us out. And then they're going to be old and be like, why don't, why can't our grandkids take care of us in a house? <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bitter. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. Be like, Kimmy, do you need a minute? <laughs> It's I can howl for like 30 seconds if you need to need to take a laugh. What is it? Post-capitalism is really, <laughs> really not fun to live through, folks. <laughs> anyway. Do the logging boom. The logging boom. Um, if you want, I do a real good deep dive in our Squonk episode 53 that just came out. Squonk makes a splash. But for sake of time, we're going to kind of continue for with another part of this. If that makes sense. So, like, they're both different parts of the logging boom, but which is kind of fun. Anyway, so during this boom, farmers fled to the regions to pursue a very challenging and hazardous occupation. Working long hours during the cold winter months, lumberjacks would work sunrise to sunset five to six days a week to earn some extra income during the cooler months. With poor living conditions, shitty work conditions, and the disgustingly long work hours, there wasn't much time for recreational activities. So what did they do? They turned to folklore. So did you know, uh, logging is actually like the most deadly job in America. Oh, like school. yeah. I I used to have such a thing for that, like as as a preference type. Loggers. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I'm not judging you on that one. That's fair. It's it's like the same energy of like a fireman. Have you seen the TikTok where the guy talks about how he got like carried out of his house by a fireman and he understood why people are so into firemen? (laughs) No, he's like, I'll send it to you. It's so funny because he's like, I've never felt so safe before. my favorite he's like a hetero dude and he's just like i understand now like i get it anyway um after a long week of work when loggers would gather around the campfire on saturday night they would party by dancing singing playing musical instruments and telling legends of unexplainable things they saw and heard throughout the week they would build off of another one another stories creating explanations in the form of mysterious and fearsome critters that lurked in the woods and since they were known to migrate between campsites legends of different creatures would quickly spread amongst them and grow in popularity so somewhere between fiction and reality paranoia grew particularly in superstitious lumberers trappers and woodsmen who would tell about the more deadly critters in the forest. So from snow snakes to gumbaroo to the squonk, there were a plethora of creatures discovered amongst 
loggers, but one of the most popular and dangerous ones were the hidebehinds. They constantly talked about these man-eating beasts. Many believe the stories of these cryptids were fabricated to keep workers vigilant at all times and to be alert of any bears or other wild creatures roaming in the woodlands. It's even possible that because this legend was discussed so much, the combination of fear and stress amongst all these workers led to a manifestation of it in the forest. So, though we aren't sure which came first, the legend or the creature, it's still believed to lurk around the woods to this very day. So, I just think it's cool because it's, I do believe that you could manifest something into existence. I'm one of those people. Yeah, it's like Tinkerbell. Yeah, so, like, they're just feeding it. So, if everyone's talking about it and everyone's believing it and it it will, like, come into reality is what I think. And... To me, that I I'm very like, oh, that makes sense. But it could be just like a giant fat raccoon, like Ryan was saying. So. Could be both. It could be both. It could. The be... fat raccoon scared them so much that they manifested a creature. <laughs> the, the raccoon looks at the hide behinds. It's like that's what you think I look like. That's I can't what you hide said? behind a tree, <laughs> sir. Have you seen my chonk? <laughs> It's like I, I like the image of like a fat raccoon behind the tree where all you see is like the little cheeks out of the side, <laughs> the you know, holding it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, the next one is, but if these legends of these hide behinds were so gruesome, why were they most talked about amongst lumberjacks? Well, it could be to help them all cope with tragedy. So this kind of goes into what you were saying about it being the most dangerous job. Yeah. So working as a logger at the time was no easy task. Individuals would work exhausting days in unfamiliar environments, and the tales of the high behinds helped them cope with the strange mysteries of their surroundings. Sorry, I feel a sneeze. It's a hide behind in your nose. (laughs) Take one. No? Okay. Oh, man, sorry. I hate that sometimes. <laughs> so, being on familiar territory, people were known to get lost in the woods all the time. That and ancients with tools, trees tipping over, betrayal from fellow co-workers, and unknown animals led to some gruesome deaths. So, dealing with either the loss or death of a fellow lodger was never easy, so workers found that blaming monsters made things easier to process. So, these creatures, especially the hide-behinds, were used to explain the sudden disappearance or gruesome death of the ones found in the areas. They were also used to explain unfamiliar sounds around campgrounds and help them keep on their toes from any type of threats that lurked in the woods. So, even though the lodging boom... Logging. Logging. The logging boom. Logging bomb. It it (laughs) looks... It's how it looks. And... (laughs) I'm trying so hard. Oh, I said bomb. It, boom. I meant, oh, Lord. I, <laughs> I wrote bomb. That's how I feel about the housing market right now, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Logging bomb. Um, even though it's died down, these creatures are still used to explain strange phenomenons of people that go missing or appear gruesomely murdered in the woodlands. So, specifically, it's believed that the hide-behinds are one of the many creatures that contribute to a collection of missing 411 cases. So, for all 
that don't know, Missing 411 is a collection of cases written by David Pallidis, a former police officer and investigator writer. So these book cover cases of those who have gone missing in unusual or mysterious ways in national parks or the wilds of North America. And I didn't have time to get a lot into Missing 411, but I think it's now like a category for people that experience these weird things now. That's what we talked about on Strange Talk for a while. Yeah, we we, did. we brushed a, about it more in like being safe with things, if yeah. that makes sense. But it's, I know at one point in the future, it's going to be tied to a cryptid, you know? Yeah. So we'll we'll cross that bridge more when we get, when we get there <laughs> because your girl's been camping a little bit more and my heart can't take too much more scared <laughs> now all right ryan this may have been spoiled because the slideshow's been a little goofy <laughs> no actually it's not okay it is time for your favorite segment it is time for is it science or the church um, I really didn't give you a lot this week. No, you really didn't. Um, I, hmm. I feel in your heart, you know. I think I do. And I'm going to say it's, I was right about the raccoons. <laughs> Are you definitely going with the raccoons? So, yeah. So, the scientific raccoons. <laughs> I'll give you, like, half a point. For just like a... It's we're going to head over to zoologists this week. Okay, but they're not raccoons. Not raccoons. But I'll I'll give you I'll give you half a clap if you want to because I know you love that soundboard. Yeah, there you I'll go. Stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> one uh, clap. Um, so this is really short. There is a belief that the hide behinds could be nothing more than a misidentified bear. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> that checks out. They have around six feet tall, can walk mm-hmm. on two legs. Um, it, and it could just be people just have shitty eyesight, and that's what they make of it. Which circles back to Kimmy's opening sentence of... When you're in the woods, don't keep an eye out for bears. Keep an eye out for something else. Do keep an eye out for bears. <laughs> Ryan just really wants everyone to keep an eye out for Please bears. keep an eye out for bears. I watched The Revenant the other day. That was gruesome. If you see a baby bear, you uh-huh. better get out of there. Yeah, you see a bear on so cocaine? Fucking... <laughs> We can run. See a bear with All a right. bunch of white stuff on yeah. its face. You, you get have out. cocaine and there's a bear around. It's coming for you. I know. <laughs> just, just always look for bears. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's my my little segment today. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, but now it's time for modern takes with Ryan. And this week, I watched a fun little short film by a guy that actually, Kimmy, Kimmy found this channel, but I went on a kind of deep dive because their stuff's kind of fun. Oh, um, yeah. Alter, they make a bunch of like horror short films for like all sorts of small, like kind of unknown 
horror stories. Not necessarily all cryptids. This was one of their few, like, I don't even know if you could consider the hide behind a cryptid, but whatever. Um, yeah, but me and you always lean more towards forest, forest spirits with that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're just uh, they're just leshies, right? That's yeah. What we, that's what we agreed on. Um, but yeah, um, watch this little short film. It's only 10 minutes long, and it's actually very, very, very well done. It made me jump a couple times, um, which is a nice change of pace. <laughs> If it scares me, it, it's probably not that scary. But if it scares Ryan, yeah, and yeah. it's, it's not like horrifying. No, but it's really well made, um, and it kind of gives you a uh, a really good visual representation of what hide behinds are, more so than uh, a random TikTok video of a raccoon going <laughs> or you recreate it. That was it. That was it. <laughs> and that is the hide behind everybody. Oh, you saw it here, folks. Yep. Actual hide behind <laughs> footage. I want to, for the screenshot of the thumbnail episode, I should just circle your hand and yeah, do like me, know. like with the screaming face, like. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Every every time we talk about a cryptid, I just feel like another serious cryptid zoologist just stops listening to us. Stops watching. We gain for every one listener we gain, we lose one cryptozoologist listener. <laughs> At least we're, we're I've been studying hide behinds for forty years. How dare you? <laughs> oh, <my> buddy. <laughs> Hey, the folklore community loves us, so we're doing all right. And we love you. <laughs> we love you all. We're just haters. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I love all of you, even you, even zoologists, cryptozoologists, regular zoologists. We can fight. But. <laughs> I, I want to make a meme of that, but it's the Dinkelberg meme, you know? Dinkelberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cryptozoologist inside. It's like... This is where I would have my medal if I had one. <laughs> just me in the background. <laughs> it says Ryan's stamp of approval on the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Woo. Well, yeah, no, it was, that was good. I thought you would enjoy it because they do a lot of cool little spooky shorts. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that channel. Check them out. I'm going to, well, I'm sure we'll post their stuff in our, in our little uh, show notes. Yeah, yeah, no, I I need to update the blog, but the, the blog is the best place to find, like, the direct links to all the things that we kind of talk about, so you can do your own research. One day I'll take the time to put the whole show note on there, yeah, but one today's, of these days. today's not um, that day. Shall we get to announcements so that we can get to the Alluring Limature? Yeah, it's time for the lore report, and now you use the wolf howl. Every day, every day, God tests me in different ways. <laughs> every day. Kimmy, fall is upon us. Which means not only do we get some spooky season merch coming your way, we got some Bloody Mary, doppelgangers, and a classic Headless Horseman design on sweaters, tees, mugs, blankets, stickers, and 
all sorts of stuff, honestly. Um, as I said during our YouTube break, stop. I mean, don't stop, but like, look if you if you're gonna buy a David Pumpkin outfit from Spirit, like twelve other people are getting, that's boring. Get something unique. Get something indie. Support the show. Visit alluringshop.com today. That's it. Um, and then for me, for my part of the announcements, I don't know why I said for me like that. <laughs> and for me, my part. I'm on three brain cells right now. Brian's been switching she's up the soundboard. She's just thinking of getting back on Baldur Gate and banging Shadowheart. Every, that's, that's how I get out of my rage. Whenever Ryan plays the wolf out at the wrong time, I just get on Boulder's Gate and bang Shadowheart. <laughs> I just bang it out. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Howl again. <laughs> She's like, no, please. <laughs> please. Uh, anyway, friendly reminder. Um, if you haven't given us five stars, pause the show, go to Apple Podcasts, and write a five-star review, or give us five yeah. stars on Spotify. Um, why? Because you love the show, and um, I'm here to bribe you with a mini giveaway. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mailing some stickers end of this month, including Camp Counselor Mothman Cowboy style and a holographic album sticker. I don't know if I have them right here. Here, here, this little cowboy, this little fella. He has a fancy hat and some fancy boots. He's ready. And then I have the the holographic. There's the holographic one, which is pretty cool. Um, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah. So... The winner, there will be multiple winners of the giveaway. All you have to do for a chance to win is write a five-star review of why you love the show. And if you say you're team Folklore Encrypted, I'll just give you a bonus entry because this is our giveaway and I can do whatever I want with it. Encrypted. Um, winner. <laughs> winners. I heard that right. <laughs> winners will be announced on our social channel later this month. So stay tuned. Really. Folks, write those reviews. Like, that helps us so much. Yeah. Because I see how many listeners and how many downloads we have. We could and have... She, and in. she just... She sees it and she weeps and she gets on Baldur's Gate and <laughs> She wants to treat people right, but she's just so angry that she gets on Baldur's Gate and just starts murdering people. And for some reason, Shadowheart approves. Um, so... If you write a review, you too can save a tiefling in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> save the tieflings. Support yeah. the podcast. Because eventually we're going to run out of tieflings, and I don't know what's after that. All right, guys? Like, There's going to be no one left in her campaign. <laughs> anyway. Just, she laughs because it's true. Just support, just, just support the show, you guys. Help me be a good person in Boulder's Gate by voting, <laughs> by get, not voting, by writing a five-star review. <laughs> Ooh, okay, uh, let's go to, let's do the this wine It's pretty obvious, not gonna lie. Yeah, that was easy. I, the only reason I didn't put it chaotic was because I feel like I don't know. Yeah. Because it seems like. If it's only eating someone every like seven years, there's probably a reason, but it's not explained. 
So there's probably some sort of reason to it, but it definitely ain't lawful. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, I put it a little bit more. We, we're both in the evil chaotic. He's more yeah. um, neutral evil. I'm a little bit more chaotic. Yeah. Evil. And the only reason I put him more chaotic is just because there were so many stories about it during the lodger boom time. Still said it wrong. Logger. Logger. Like what they like what they Lager. cut down. I know. Logs. I know. Logger. <laughs> you paused me. Watch. I was so confident with it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. <laughs> What's your takeaway? Oh, um. <laughs> you can go first. I can go first. Yeah. Um. <laughs> man i'm trying to think um, if you really want to get into intermittent fasting <laughs> try only eating every seven years <laughs> and if the hide behind picks you you are blessed slay I guess. girl slay slay yeah. <laughs> oh man let's get out of here thank you all, all right. thank you all so much for listening this has been alluring <laughs> You just have, you just sit, just sit right where you are and just have such an alluring day. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, bye, everyone. Bye. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong one. There it is. <laughs> I thought you were going to do the wolf sound for a second. I was racing emotionally for it. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at Alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.